0: Welcome to the PR Matters Podcast, survival tips for church communicators, hosted by Justin Dean. Get your copy of Justin's new book, PR Matters, at churchprbook.com. Hey, welcome back to episode three. My name is Justin Dean, and I'm reading through my new book, PR Matters, a survival guide for church communicators. Today, I'm gonna read through chapter four, we're going to get into creating a PR plan for your church. If you want to pick up a copy of the book, go to churchprbook.com. We've got a ton of extras there that you can download uh, as well, including a social media guide, including a complete crisis communications plan to kickstart a plan of your own for your church. So go to churchprbook.com and uh, hope you pick that up there. You can also pick it up on Amazon, and Barnes & Noble, and everywhere else books are sold. So thanks for listening along. I hope that this is helpful for your church. Let's get right into Chapter 4, Creating a PR Plan. Alvin Adams, uh, an American businessman, he said, Public relations are a key component of any operation in this day of instant communications and rightly inquisitive citizens. By the time you're done with this book or listening to this podcast, you will have everything you need to create a PR plan for your church. A PR plan is vital for your church to survive in today's world. It shouldn't be an afterthought or a low priority. If, in fact, your mission is to actually reach more people and point them to Jesus, then a PR plan is going to outline your strategy to carry out that mission and what to do if things go wrong. Simply put, do ministry without one, and you'll be less effective and more vulnerable. Again, it's imperative that you realize that you are already in the PR game. Whether you choose to be or not, you can either play in the game with no plan at all and hope that you'll not only survive, but that you'll do well. Or you can plan ahead and try to do and be the best that you can be. By God's grace, most churches alive today are carrying on with nothing more than hope and grace as a plan. Only time will tell how long that plan will last for them. Hope and grace should be a part of every plan, of course, but by itself, it's not much of a plan at all. God knew we would be doing ministry in the world that we are currently living in. He knew the context and the climate of the community He's placed you and your church in. He knew we'd have enormous opportunity with the internet, social media, television, newspapers, blogs, apps, smartphones, and more. In Jesus' day, people used the tools that they had at the time to spread the gospel to the communities that they visited. We need to use the tools of our time to spread the gospel to all the nations. A written PR plan will help you stay organized and on mission as you carry out your goals. Your PR plan should include the following sections. PR goals and objectives, a communications guide, a media relations plan, social media strategy and policies that go along with that, a content strategy, and finally, a crisis plan. Your plan can, of course, include more than this, but these are the core sections that you definitely should have. We'll cover each of these in depth, and I provide a lot of the groundwork for you, so don't panic just yet. Keep in mind that this isn't a marketing or advertising plan. This should proceed and help support any marketing plans that you have to promote and advertise your church, certain programs, events, and things like that that should support all of that. The objective of, of a PR plan is to document how you plan to help manage the perception of the church with the public so that it aligns with your overall mission, vision, and goals. It should also prepare your church for action should something go wrong. So let's talk first about setting your PR goals. A documented plan will also help you measure your progress and performance. Without a written plan in place that names your goals and objectives, you'll have a hard time distinguishing what is working and what is not working. It is often said that public relations cannot be effectively measured and therefore cannot be properly planned and budgeted for. That may be true if your plan is just to sit idly by and react to whatever happens, but a proactive plan can be measured a number of different ways, especially in t- today's modern world of technology and data. Start your PR plan by stating your goals, even if they must be in broad terms. That way you know how to measure what to measure against, and I suggest dividing your PR goals into three different types. The first type is reputation management goals. These are goals that deal with the perception of the church and its leaders in the community or online. An example would be We plan to improve positive opinions and mentions of our church in the public. Or, we want to improve our search results so positive stories about the church show up on Google searches. If possible, get more specific, such as with whom you plan to focus your attention and by what date. Otherwise, it's fine to keep these goals generic. The next is relationship management goals. Relationship goals focus on how the church connects with the media and others in the community. We'll learn more about the different types of relationships in the next chapter. An example could be we plan to improve communication with the public, local, and national media and others in the community. To get more specific, you can state which media publications you want to develop relationships with or which organizations and businesses in the community you plan to reach out to. Next is task management goals. This is where you'll specifically lay out the PR tasks that you wish to achieve. For example, our goal is to increase attendance at our members' meetings by 30%, or we plan on pitching four new press releases to media contacts per month. Setting these goals will not only help you better manage your PR efforts, but it can also help your leaders better manage the resources and budget that can be allocated towards reaching these goals. The more detailed you are with the reason why you need to focus on PR, the more specific you can be with your budgeting and staffing asks. Get more specific by including measurable items like dates, resources, and staffing costs. What software and apps do you need to achieve these goals, and what do they cost? How many hours per week will it take your communications coordinator to write and pitch a press release? How many hours will it take per week to schedule social media posts and engage with followers? It is also critical for the success of your efforts and the success of your church that these goals that you lay out in your PR plan line up and support the overall goals of the church in general. How do your PR goals help achieve your church's mission? Your PR plan should reinforce your mission, not compete with it or even run parallel to it. Any story you help support through interviews, press releases, blog posts, social media posts, etc. That should all help tell the story of how Jesus is carrying out his mission through your church. So as we're putting together a PR plan, one key element is a communications guide. Once you've set your goals, now move on to creating an actual communications guide. Communications guide is the section of your PR plan that helps distinguish the processes and guidelines needed to effectively communicate through each of your channels. It should include your communications best practices, such as a writing and style guide, branding guidelines, official bios for your key leaders, and your official answers to frequently asked questions. It should be the definitive guide on how and why you talk about certain things and which things to avoid. Think through the things that you communicate often and include guidelines for them in your communications guide. The idea is to minimize the amount of duplicate work you and your teams have to do, as well as to ensure that your communications are always consistent and inclusive. For example, if you often plant new churches, then you may want to include information on how you talk about new church plants, as well as what typically goes into a plan for each church. If you hold a big event every year, such as a carnival or a certain sermon series, include all the pertinent information needed to communicate well. Your writing and style guides should include things like proper ways to address pastors and deacons in your church, as well as the proper way to use your church name and writing. How and where should your logo be used and how should it not be used? What are the official fonts and colors to be used in documents and graphics? Document all of this in your communications guide. Should also speak to the tone and type of voice that you want your church to have. Is it friendly? Is it professional? Are there certain words and phrases that you need to uh, satisfy your denomination requirements and things like that? Next, you want to list out your communications channels. Your communications guide should also include a list of all your available marketing communications channels and resources. This will likely be something you update frequently as your organization grows. Programs are added and taken away. Communications channels are any medium where you can interact with an audience, whether passively or actively. Your social media platforms, such as Facebook and Twitter, are both communications channels. Email, your printed bulletin, billboards, Facebook ads, stage announcements, slides on the screens in the auditorium, T-shirts, your website, your app, etc. The list can be rather lengthy when you actually start documenting it all out. But I guarantee you, it'll be worth it to sit down and just list out every single channel you can think of. Any way that you can communicate any item should be written down as a channel. Once you have a list of all the channels, you'll know what you have to deal with. You'll also be able to see where you may be missing something, as well as areas that you can eliminate because they are redundant or not kept up with. For example, most churches who go through this process for the first time don't even realize how many individual Facebook pages that the church has until they list them all out. If a Facebook page isn't being properly updated and utilized, or it can be just as effective to use one of the other pages that you already have, then you may want to disable some of those pages and minimize the amount of channels that you're communicating on. This list of communications channels will come in handy as you're creating marketing and advertising plans. Consult with it every time you have something to promote. Whether it be a sermon series, an event, or a ministry, ask yourself, what are the best channels to communicate this particular program or event? It's not going to be the same for every event. Which channels you choose will also depend on what else is being promoted at the same time. Just because you're using your Facebook page to promote event A doesn't mean it makes sense to also promote event B on that channel right now. A communications calendar, even if it's a simple spreadsheet that shows everything going on and out on each channel, can be an incredibly effective tool for this. Listen. Listed next to each communications channel should also be the name of who owns that channel, who is the gatekeeper before something is released on your Facebook page or before an email is sent to your entire list, who gets to pitch stories to the media or reply to requests from reporters. Who ultimately decides what gets announced from stage? Who has to tell the youth pastor no when there are already too many announcement slides being displayed before service? Documenting your channels, the keepers of each channel, and even the processes needed to use each channel can help your church get more organized and keep everyone on the same page. It can also help minimize confusion and clarify your message. Too many messages going out on a single channel can result in none of the messages being heard. Next, you want to create an FAQ. I highly recommend that you develop a list of frequently asked questions and your official answers to include in your PR plan and your communications guide. Think through common questions that your church gets asked a lot, or questions that you know will come up if your church receives more publicity. Prepare responses to those questions ahead of time so you aren't having to do so on the fly. Put those questions and your responses into your PR plan and distribute them to your key staff. This way, everyone is on the same page and has the same answer when something comes up. These could be questions about your core beliefs or the way you operate church. It should include controversial items such as your stance on homosexuality, women in pastoral roles, church discipline procedures, church membership processes, etc., I would also include church history items such as how and when the church began, how you describe key milestones, how you describe the vision for the future. I think it's wise to add this FAQ to your website so it's open and transparent, so there's an official place to point people to for answers. It also should go without saying, but these aren't written out so that people can just repeat the company line anytime something is asked. These should really be guidelines bullet points, just key facts that need to be communicated well, so that people can answer these questions in their own way. There should also be processes for certain questions. Should this question be asked of you, here's who you should uh, deflect them to and and tell them to to go ask the communications manager, uh, and then they can respond in the way that's appropriate. But user discretion and discernment. On uh, how to answer certain questions and how to distribute those materials. We'll cover media relations, social media content, and crisis planning in the coming chapters and episodes. But before we go on, I want to make sure that you first understand the importance of relationships. And that's what we're going to cover in chapter five called Relationships Matter. So tune in to the next episode for chapter 5 as we continue reading through my book PR matters a survival guide for church communicators i hope that that's helpful for you as you start to think through do we need a PR plan should we put a PR plan together of course the answer is yes and i hope that these steps help you to start thinking through what that looks like for your church whether it's a small church or a big church i believe it's very very important to start documenting these policies and things in place because believe me they're going to be very 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 helpful to you if something ever does go wrong or you ever need to call a guy like me you'll have all of this laid out uh for you ahead of time so thanks for listening and tune into the next episode as we start talking about relationships